I'm, I'm really speaking about all of humanity, you know, without exception of anybody, you know. And I, I know that um, a lot of the content in the songs is very heavy, you know, but uh, see, fantasy is what people want, but reality is what they need. And I'm just retired from the fantasy part because I realized that. Uh, Vibrations around die 
It be that nitty gritty. If I told my story now, y'all folks would say it's such a pity. Y'all ain't know why I'm supreme. Came from galaxies unseen. Landed 1981 onto this earthly terrain. Strange new land where man on land, freedom was banned. Will prevail over peace, knowledge, knowledge. What I'm saying had the new world order on the dollar. Some school dropout be shining brighter than them scholars. Illuminati making deals to seal the fate of human beings. While folks is ramming through this life, unsure of what they should be seeking. I'ma give it to you raw, unadulterated, and y'all. Be feeding for the truth, trying to get your mind elevated. If one is to understand the great mystery, one must study all its aspects. If you wish to become a complete wise leader, you must embrace a larger view of the force. Only through me can you achieve a power greater than any leader. Use my knowledge, I beg you. I am supreme, let me tell y'all what that mean. Be devil shaking, quiver in the presence of the queen. Blood thick with ancient memories, walk by season, my delivery rocker show and make a Christian change his name to Elami. Next day, a different battle, smudging gins from the shadows. The father laws of physics, meditate and split an atom. I traverse the globe over continents and many seas. Never graduated college, but I still got my degrees. What y'all know about that third eye vision? Tell the real from what is it? Black dot in the center of your brain. Cataclysm, cause the body's far from botanist with the mind. Fight for an empty shell that was sure to leave behind us. Yes, I'm that black essence. Get grown like adolescence. Can say some wisdom for my foolish man and give the saints a lesson. Official like the cardinal, my vocals are applaudable. Listen to him well, they're nothing less than over blessings. Ah! 
by distortion, deletion, deception, and disguise, you've altered written records from the cosmos to our skies. You've reconstructed universes and summoned even hell, and there seems to be no end to the lies your mouth can tell. What you view on graphs and prisms, what you see in lens and scope, seems too staggering to your mind and ego brain, and so to cope. You'll distort the very heavens, you'll change the smallest beast, and there seems to be no end to let your fame to cease. And yet you know within, from the most and to the least, that your time is running out, and your lies, they soon must cease. joyful exaltations and greetings to those who liberate themselves. Welcome to Woman Wednesday. I'm your host, Maria Matinee. Blessings, greetings, and love to all within a listening ear. Tonight's theme is the link between the unforeseen and 13. The link between the unforeseen and 13. We're going to start off in the praise up as there is nothing new under the sun that the Most High has not already addressed. Starting off with Exodus 34, 6 and 7, which lists the 13 attributes of God's mercy. The 13 attributes of God's mercy. And the Lord passed by before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord God, the Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, and that will be done by no means, clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children 
and upon the children's children, unto the third and to the fourth generation. Ephesians 1.18 The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling, and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Ezra 9.8 And now for a little space grace hath been shown from the Lord our God to leave us a remnant to escape and to give us a nail in his holy place that our God may lighten our eyes, may lighten our eyes and give us a little reviving, a little reviving in our bondage. Acts 26, 18, to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. Peter 2.9 But ye are a chosen generation. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of the darkness into his marvelous light. Matthew 10, 28. And I fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. 1 Corinthians 15.51-15.54 Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. 2 Corinthians 5, 6-5-8 Therefore we are always confident, knowing that while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. We are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Hebrews 11.3 Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen we're not made of the things which do appear. 
Colossians 1.16. For by him we are all things created, that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be by thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him, for him. And Romans 1.20. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Without excuses. We're going to look into the link between the unforeseen and the number 13. We're going to take a music moment. Blessings and grace.
blessings and grace. And I'm back with tonight's theme, the link between the unforeseen and 13. Now, some little known facts, or they may be commonly known, of the number 13. The planet Neptune has 13 known moons. The card deck includes 13 hearts, 13 spades, 13 squares, and 13 clovers, making up the 52-card deck. The 13th Amendment of the United States of America forbids slavery. Neither slavery nor involuntary servitude, except as a punishment for crime whereof the party shall have been duly convicted, shall exist within the United States or any place subject to their jurisdiction. The dollar bill. There are 13 bars on the shield. There are 13 leaves on the olive branch. There are 13 fruits. There are 13 arrows. There are 13 stars above the eagle. There are 13 plumes of feathers on each of the eagle's wings. There are 13 steps on the pyramid. There are 13 letters in E Pluribus Unum, meaning out of many, one. There are 13 letters in Anuit Coeptus, meaning God has favored our undertaking. The number 13 is highly important. As we begin to realize it's the 13th sign, which is Aries, the ram, the ram, random access memory. Access to all areas of knowledge, activation of the cerebrum, the right brain hemisphere, the lamb in heaven. So in essence, it represents enlightenment. We will now stop and realize why the number 13 has been demonized by our so-called controllers. It's because the number 13 represents enlightenment. Aries as 13th sign, the sleeping beauty that is within each of us is enlightenment. It is rebirth while alive in the body, conscious, immortality, the golden fleece of Aries, which can be activated through a number of techniques, some of these being surprisingly simple. There are also 13 full moons in a solar year. A full moon represents full consciousness. And Yeshua is also a number 13. He surrounds himself with 12 disciples, making himself number 13, the higher mind. Things do not lie hidden. They are in plain sight. But there's also a double meaning here. Because Aries, as 13th sign, also means physical death. Physical death and enlightenment are the exact same step in the wheel. Aries is ruled by Mars, and Mars represents iron, and iron means death. So the, the 13th letter of the Hebrew alphabet is Mem. And so the letter Mem is water, and, and it's the waters of wisdom, knowledge, the Torah, representing both waters and manifestation. It is the ability to dive deep into wisdom. It is said that in every person, there was a thirst for the words of the creator, which are the waters of life. 
The open mem refers to the revealed aspects of providence, while the closed mem refers to the concealed part of the celestial rule that nothingness guides us in all existence. Mem represents the time necessary for ripening, ripening, and indicates to us the importance of balanced emotions and of humility. Mem corresponds to the number 40 and represents the time necessary for the ripening process that leads to fruition. 40 days for the development of the embryo, 40 years in the desert before reaching the Holy Land, 40 years development before Moses was prepared to be the leader of Israel. The Mem also teaches us about balanced emotions, balancing the watery emotions of our feelings. And it's about humility. Water is the substance that always runs downhill to the lowest place. Thirteen is placed between the invisible and the visible worlds. It's the universal link in nature that means by which all the influences react from one world to the other. It signifies God, the Most High, the Transformer, the universal transforming principle, destructive and creative. Reality is myth, math, and metaphor created by patterns of sacred geometry that repeat the cycles called time and space. And the clock, speaking of time, is 12 around 1, overstand, or 13. And there are 13 circles in Metatron's cube. According to Jewish Apocrypha, Metatron is the name Enoch received after his transformation into an angel. The book of Genesis 5.24 is often cited as evidence of Enoch's bodily ascension into heaven. And Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. It was told Metatron formed the cube from his soul. Metatron's cube has been used to ward off evil powers by some. The Metatron's cube was derived from the tree of life. It is simply a cube containing the two-dimensional shapes which make up the five platonic solids when a line is drawn from the center of each circle in the fruit of life which are the 13 circles, to the center of each of the 12 circles. All shapes used to make up the platonic solids are contained within Metatron's cube in two or three dimension. All the shapes we find within Metatron's cube are platonic solids. Discovered by Plato, these are special shapes because they are all perfectly regular and symmetrical. The platonic solids are all convex, and all faces are identical, are, all edges are identical, and all angles are identical, and the points all fit exactly inside a sphere. Metatron's cube is composed of 13 spheres held together by lines from the midpoint of each sphere. Metatron's cube 
depicts the five platonic solids which may be derived from the flower of life. The five platonic solids are geometrical forms which are said to act as a template from which all life springs, according to spiritual belief. The platonic solids are five structures that are crucial because they are the building blocks of organic life. These five structures are found in minerals, animated and organic life forms, sound, music, language. The Metatron's cube is made up of these 13 spheres and they're all held together. And the straight lines are referred to as masculine, while the spheres or the circles are called feminine. And so the Metatron's cube depicts the weaving together of the male and female polarities and creating the oneness field of the infinite all. The 13 circles on the Metatron's cube stands as testament. There's also what's known as the 13 principles of faith in Judaism. The 13 articles of faith in Judaism are one, God exists. Two, God is one and unique. Three, God is incorporeal. Four, God is eternal. Five, God is to be directed to God alone. Six, the words of the prophets are true. Seven, Moses was the greatest of these prophets. Eight, Moses received the written Torah and the oral law. Nine, there will be no other Torah. Ten, God knows the thoughts and deeds of men. Eleven, God will reward the good and punish the evil. Twelve, the Messiah will come. Thirteen, the dead will be resurrected. The Thirteen Articles of Faith in Judaism. And the Hebrew Bible has 39 books, which is three times 13. And 13 is the atomic number of aluminum, which is kind of like our kryptonite. You shouldn't be cooking with aluminum pots and pans. Now, to find the meaning of the number 13, we should begin by reducing it to a root number. 1 plus 3 equals 4. The meaning of 13 is very much like the number 4, but it can also have elements of numbers 1 and 3 involved as well. Like the numbers 1 and 4, 13 is associated with producing tangible outcomes in the material world. Producing tangible outcomes in the material world. Therefore, people and situations that are heavy with the energy of 13 will involve pragmatism, independence, creativity, and the ability to set firm foundations for future activity. 13 is a number that cleanses and purifies. The number 13 brings the test, the suffering, and the death. It symbolizes the death to the matter or to oneself and the birth to the spirit, the passage on a higher level of existence. For the superstitious, this number brings bad luck or the misfortune. For the Kabbalists, the number 13 is the meaning of the snake, the dragon, Satan, and the murderer. It represents the eternal love illustrated by Jacob and his 12 sons, Yeshua and his 12 apostles. 13 was a number central to certain traditions of sacred geometry because it reflected a pattern 
which could be seen to exist in man, nature, and the heavens. For instance, there are 13 major joints in your body. There are 13 lunar cycles in a solar year, and the moon travels 13 degrees across the sky every day. Six circles placed around a seventh central circle is a model of geometric efficiency and perfection in the second dimension that has been known to mathematicians for ages. But this same configuration in three dimensions consists of 12 spheres arranged around one central sphere, making 13 in all. The most compact three-dimensional arrangement recruitment in nature. A commentator writing about the Aztec calendar once said, 13 is a basic structural unit in nature. It means the attracting center around which elements focus and collect. The flower of life can be found in sacred geometry. In all major religions of the world, it contains the patterns of creation as they emerge from the great void. Everything is made from the creator's thought. After the creation of the seed of life, the same vortex motion was continued, creating the next structure known as the egg of life. This structure forms the basis for music. As the distances between the spheres are identical to the distances between the tones and the half tones in music. It's also identical to the cellular structure of the third embryonic division. The first cell divides into two cells, then to four cells, then to eight. This is the same structure as it is further developed, creates the human body and all the energy systems, including the ones used to create the Merkaba. If we continue creating more and more spheres, we will end up with structures called the flower of life. The flower of life holds a secret symbol created by drawing 13 circles out of the flower of life. Now the spiritual significance of the number 13, which as reflected by the 13 attributes of mercy. And the 13 attributes of mercy are shown in the very nature. They show us the very nature of the Most High. The Lord, the Lord, a God, compassionate, gracious, slow to anger, abounding in kindness, faithfulness, extending kindness to the thousandth generation, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, and who cleanses, who cleanses. It is the number of the lines that border a cube. The fact that the 12 are all connected in the center is the 13th. 13 is the number that bonds multiplicity into oneness. There are 12 tribes that are bonded into their father, Israel. Israel is the 13th. The meaning of the number 13 is the bonding of many into one. In the Hebrew language, is the fact that each letter not only has an intrinsic meaning, but each letter also has a numeric value. And what I learned in um, my study is that the Hebrew letters that have the numerical value of 13 
is the word E-C-H-A-D. Echad, whose meaning is one. So 13 means one. To make many into one. So now we overstand the unforeseen and the in-between of 13. We're going to take a music moment and come back with the go and gnosis. Blessings and grace. Body 
Cause I know that spirit guides me And love lives inside me That's why today I take life as it
blessings and grace. And I'm back with the go and gnosis, your news infused with consciousness. Starting off on the New York Times, thousands are arrested in Ethiopia after ethnic violence. In Adidas Abba, Ethiopia, the Ethiopian government has arrested thousands of people around the capital, Adidas Abba, over the last week and sent many of them to military camps for quote-unquote rehabilitation. The authority said on Monday as the government sought to respond to mounting criticism from Ethiopians who say it has done little as ethnic violence has flared. Ethiopia, to a, de- to a degree, is unusual in Africa, has long exercised a degree of surveillance and control over its citizens. But earlier this year, it embarked on a whirlwind series of reforms, mainly guided by the country's new prime minister, a former army officer, Abiy Ahmed. Ethiopia has sought peace with its longtime adversary, Eritrea, It has freed prisoners, opened access to websites and television channels that it had blocked for political reasons, and it invited banned political organizations and their leaders to return from exile. This has brought more breathing room for the Ethiopians and represents a dramatic change in the direction for Africa's second most populous nation, one that until recently had seemed to take China for its model. But amid these changes, there's been growing episodes of ethnic violence around the country. And in, in the middle of this month, the violence reached Adidas Abba and the surrounding area. Some argue that the easing of state political controls and the ethnic violence are connected. One possible links that Mr. Abai is urging banned political organizations to return home may have energized these groups and amplified their reach. Some of these formerly banned organizations are ethnic in nature. And so the arrival of these new entities complicated by the political discourse and the reality has suffocated the political space, not always in a good way, said Yosef Bendwaza, a senior program officer at Freedom House, who testified about the developments in Ethiopia to a congressional subcommittee this month. The government created all sorts of privileges for these people, granting security and media access and the organizations this elaborate welcome ceremony, which gave them a boost, he said, in a telephone interview. I think there's no real anticipation that the addition of these new political voices would kind of dwarf the government's voice or progress in the reform effort. The deadly violence spread throughout the region, particularly in ethnically diverse towns. And in the following days, about 35 people were killed in Adidas Baba and the region around the city. Nearly 175 people will face charges related to the unrest, he said, and more than 1,000 other people have been arrested for a variety of petty offenses. Amnesty International said in a statement that many of those arrested had been taking part in protests about the ethnic violence, adding that they must all be released immediately and unconditionally. So blessings and prayers going out to Ethiopia as they are having civil unrest and mass incarceration. And also on Reuters.com, a U.S. diplomat found dead in Madagascar, said the State Department, a suspect in custody 
after an American diplomat was found dead at home while serving in Madagascar. The U.S. Department, the U.S. State Department said on Monday, a department spokeswoman, Heather Newart, said in a statement that the U.S. Foreign Service officer was found during the overnight hours of Friday. She gave no further details. Diplomatic Security is collaborating with the local Malagasy authorities in a joint investigation, and a suspect is currently in custody, Newart said, declining to identify the diplomat out of respect for the family and while an investigation is still underway. Timesalive.co.za says, Say no to China. Anger mounts in Zambia over Beijing's presence. China equals Hitler, said the sign held up at the, Z- at the Zambian capital, Lusaka, by a protester opposed to Beijing's tightening grip on the economy of the southern African nation. The demonstrator, James Lukuku, who leads a small political party, was picked up by police and spent several hours in cell reflecting on his one-man protest. But he's not alone opposing China's growing presence in President Ndingar's Lugu Zambia and, the, and in particular its major program of loans to Lusaka. In fact, his criticism echoes concerns shared by many across swaths of Africa and beyond, where some fear that China's mega-projects risk leaving already fragile economies even, even in worse shape. I want to bring to the, to the attention of the international community the Chinese influence and corruption in Zambia, said Lukuku, who wore a white T-shirt emblazoned with the slogan, Say No to China. China is the main investor in Zambia, as it is in several other African countries, and with its offers of unconditional aid, most public tenders are awarded to Chinese bidders. In Lusaka and across the country, China is busy constructing airports, roads, factories, and police stations, with the building boom largely funded by Chinese loans. China is about to take everything from Zambia. They haven't taken over our country through these criminal debts. This government is contracting debts from China even without parliamentary approval, said Lukuku. Zambian public debt is officially around $10.6 billion, but suspicions have grown in recent months that the government is hiding its indebtedness, as happened in neighboring Mozambique, which in 2016 was forced to admit that it kept secret $2 billion of borrowing. Fearing that Zambia might be in a similar position, the International Monetary Fund at one point delayed talks over a a $1.3 billion loan deal. The slump in the price of copper... Zambia's leading export has led to fears that Lusaka might even struggle to servicing its existing debt. So stung by the criticism that he was selling out to China, Lungu hits back at his critics. I implore you to ignore the misleading headlines that seek to malign our relationship with China by mischaracterizing our economic cooperation to mean colonialism, Lungu told lawmakers recently. The finance minister has also come out to insist that in the first half of 2018, $342 million was paid in interest to the creditors, of which 53% were the commercial sector and only 30% which were Chinese. 
but the country's main opposition party has put China's debt dominance at the forefront of its campaign to unseat the government. So people are not happy with the dominance of Chinese contractors in that country. They're saying in the first place, the money that they get from these contracts is externalized and that all they return here are meager wages. Okay, so let the government also give us the contract so that they benefit Zambians. So pray for what's happening over in Zambia. And speaking about um, Africa, on Bloomberg.com, in the economic section, the article is called The Future is in Africa, and China Knows It. So Bloomberg is co-signing. Fast population growth offers some great investment opportunities, but the West is missing out. Some Western people observe worry that this represents a new form of colonialism. Given the continent's history with European conquerors and rich countries trying to cheaply exploit its natural resources, that suspicion is understandable. But although China can sometimes be predatory, for example, when economic projects saddle African companies or governments with unpayable debt, the new African investment bears little resemblance to the colonialism of old. The colonialism and the pseudo-colonial exploitation that sometimes filed independence was mostly about extracting natural resources and sometimes slave labor. Although securing access to natural resources is surely one of China's goals, its investment in Africa go beyond extractive industries. The sectors receiving the most Chinese money has been business services, wholesale and retail, import and export, construction, transportation, storage, and postal services, with mineral products coming in fifth. In Ethiopia, China is pouring money into garment manufacturing, the traditional first step on the road to industrialization. So receiving foreign investment isn't the only way that a country can industrialize, but as China has shown in a dramatic fashion during the past few decades, attracting foreign capital can be a key part of an effective growth strategy. So they are growing in Japan. So several other trends make investments in Africa a more tempting prospect. Literacy rates have increased rapidly. Malaria deaths have fallen by almost half. And hunger and child mortality have both plunged. So a healthier, more educated populace is much better equipped to read instructions, absorb information, and show up for work consistently. Meanwhile, increased literacy and internet access is uncovering vast pools of previously hidden African talent. So governance is also improving. The big wars of the 1990s and 2000s are mostly over. Democracy is proliferating as coup and strongman autocrats become rare. Measures of governments have improved. More stable government means more stable environment for business looking to invest. So... Bloomberg's opinion colleague Tyler Owen Cowan is especially enamored of Ethiopia, whose sense of historical pride he believes will drive it to seek rapid growth, and the Chinese seem to concur. The second question is what to invest in. Africa still isn't competitive with China in terms of manufacturing costs, but as Chinese wages continue to rise, the gap is narrowing. So they want to make Africa the new China. And an even more important sector could be services. 
A recent Brookings Institute report shows that in many parts of Africa, growth is now concentrated in tradable services related to agriculture, information technology, and tourism. Kenya, Rwanda, Senegal, and South Africa have emerged as IT service leaders. As manufacturing becomes more automated around the world, expect the service sector to grow in importance. A third possibility is housing and infrastructure. Those billions of young, wealthier Africans will need places to live, roads to travel on, solar energy to power the air conditioners that protect them from global warming, water infrastructure, and so on. So Westerners shouldn't worry that investing in Africa means repeating their ancestors' colonial sins, says, says, says the Bloomberg article. In the modern global economy, funding productive industries is more important than grabbing resources, a win-win relationship instead of exploitation. China understands this and appreciates Africa's huge, untapped, productive potential. The West should too. So the call is out for those to invest in Africa. According to this article, by the end of this century, a third of the world's population and a greater fraction of its young people will be African. The future of Africa is synonymous with the future of the human race, it says. The future of Africa is synonymous with the future of the human race. And moving forward on CNN.com, edition.cnn.com, Trump's trade war with China just got a whole lot bigger. So the trade fight between the United States and China intensified Monday as the two economic superpowers hit each other with their biggest round of tariffs yet. The Trump administration imposed new 10% tariffs on $200 billion of Chinese goods just after midnight, spanning thousands of products, including food seasonings, baseball gloves, network routers, industrial machinery parts. China retaliated immediately with new taxes of 5 to 10% on $60 billion of U.S. goods such as meats, chemicals, clothes, and auto parts. So the moves are, are a significant escalation in the growing conflict between the world's top two economies. So the tariff war is on and popping. And on the irishtimes.com, I found this interesting, Ireland is um, getting involved in the Mideast peace process. Ireland may recognize Palestinian state if the peace talks continue to falter. Ireland may recognize a Palestinian state if peace talks with Israel aimed at producing a two-state solution in the region continue to stagnate. Minister of Foreign Affairs Simon Coveney said Ireland has already committed to recognizing a Palestinian state as part of a peace process. However, if negotiations between Palestine and Israel continue to prove fruitless, we may have to forget the second part of that. He speculated other European countries would take a similar position. Mr. Coveney's remark came during a joint press conference with Palestinian National Authority Foreign Minister. He was in Dublin with the Palestinian president, where they also met um, with other presidents. The delegation was on its way to, way to New York, and they were going to speak at the UN General Assembly. So more than 170 
Palestinians have been killed by Israeli forces since the latest round of clashes began in the region in March. So Mr. Coveney's willingness to recognize a Palestinian state if talks continue to falter goes a step beyond the final Galio commitment of recognition as part of a peace process. He announced the government is considering hosting a meeting in Ireland between the leaders of Arab and European countries and Palestinian representatives in a bid to restart the stalled peace process. So blessings are sent out to the ones that have cooler heads and higher minds so that we can avoid bloodshed and that war-torn area. And moving forward on to sports.yahoo.com, something I found interesting also in the midst of this Colin Kerpakinik and his um, Nike ad that has swept across the mindset of ones in the program. <laughs> Nike has donated three times as much money to Republicans as Democrats this year. Nike has donated three times as much money to Republicans as Democrats. There seems to be a bit of disconnect between Nike's branding and the sporting good giant's political leanings. While Nike has caught heat from right-leaning supporters for its decision to feature Colin Kropakinik on the company's latest ad campaign, a new report from the Center for Responsive Politics, a nonprofit, nonpartisan research group focusing on money in politics, shows that Nike employees and its political action committee have donated more than three times as much money to Republican candidates as they did to Democratic challengers for the 2018, the most recent, election season. In all, Nike has given 424000 to the GOP compared to 122000 to the Democrats. The Fallons follow a recent trend showing Nike has donated more to Republicans than to Democrats in every election cycle since 2010, with the exception of 2016. So according to the report, nearly half of all donated funds from Nike employees has come from co-founder Phil Knight and his family. The Knight family has also given $1.5 million to Republican Newt Buer in his race for Oregon governor against the incumbent Democrat Kate Brown. The contribution is the largest individual donation to an Oregon candidate since the state started electronically tracking such dealings in 2006. And the Nike World Headquarters is located in Beaverton, Oregon. So Nike stock continues to skyrocket even after the Kropakinik ad. So, you know, they're playing both sides of the coin, and it's all about the visual impact and how that is moving the people's emotions and what's affecting their world is the money that they're donating to strengthen the Republican stronghold. Over Stan. We're going to take a music moment and come back with tech knowledge. Blessings and grace. <laughs> Do you remember Asata? 
Education, stop fighting each other with brothers and sisters. Same ancestors in the yard. Remember, we build the pyramids. Revolution. Oh, we need a revolution. They say an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. Put down the guns, cause they killing our you. They turning him against you, and you against me. Infiltrate the culture and spread calamity. What are we fighting for? Cause we already won the war. It's a fight against ourselves. Mental elevation, forget about the wealth, yeah. Fighting for liberty. How do we find peace and unity? But not frustration. And hold the meditation. Fighting for liberty. How do we find peace and unity? But not frustration. And hold the meditation. Gone are the fathers and lost are the daughters. Gels and drugs is the root to the problem. Open up the mind and then we can solve them. Stop competing, come together for a cause. And the ones who are lost shall be the first. And the meek will inherit the earth. Up in the highest region. That is our origin, fighting for liberty. How do we find peace and unity? One knows frustration. For your life, first we have to come together and unite. The only solution is unification. Stop fighting each other with brothers and sisters. Same ancestor lineage. Remember who built the pyramids? Revolution. Oh, we need a revolution. Fighting for liberty. How do we find peace and unity? But not frustration. Focus on repatriation What does it mean to be free When you have to pay for your destiny When you have to pay for your liberty
blessings and grace, and I'm back with technology. Moving forward into the future, some international travelers can leave their boarding passes and passports in their pockets when flying out of Dulles International Airport thanks to a new facial recognition boarding technology that went into operation last Thursday. A new Veriscan system developed by the Metropolitan Washington Airport Authority with the guidance from the U.S. Customs and Border Protection scans the faces of travelers approaching the gate. The system then compares the photo to a gallery that includes images of that person, either their passport photo for U.S. citizens or their photo taken for of foreign nationals when they entered the country. The process eliminates the need for an airline employee to manually check every boarding pass and passport while boarding a plane. And the scan takes fractions of a second and is shown to be 99% accurate after testing. On AJC.com, Delta is set to use facial recognition in Atlanta's International Terminal. Delta Airlines plans to launch what it calls the nation's first biometric terminal by deploying facial recognition at multiple points in the International Terminal at Hartsville-Jackson. And the Atlanta-based Delta says international travelers flying on Delta between Atlanta and other countries can use facial recognition instead of their passports to get through those checkpoints at the airports. It's similar to what's being launched at other airports globally, including a biometric terminal opened last fall at Singapore Shanghai Airport. Other airlines have also tested the use of biometrics at other airports. In Atlanta, the plans for the technology to be at Concourse F gates at Hartfield-Jackson by October 15th and throughout the international terminal by December 1st. However, international travelers will still need to bring their passports and will still need to show their boarding passes at the Transportation Security Administration checkpoint. So we are in a new era. It has begun. Okay, your face is now truly your identification. And on DefenseOne.com, it's now possible to telepathically communicate with a drone swarm. Telepathically communicate. DARPA's new research in brain-computer interfaces is allowing a pilot to control multiple simulated aircraft at once. A person with a brain chip can now pilot a swarm of drones or even advanced fighter jets, thanks to research funded by the U.S. Military Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, or DARPA. The work builds on research from 2015, which allowed a paralyzed woman to steer a virtual F-35 Joint Strike Fighter with only a small surgically implanted microchip. On Thursday, agency officials announced that they had scaled up the technology to allow a user to steer multiple jets at once. And so, more importantly, DARPA was able to improve the interaction between pilot and the simulated jet to allow the operator, a paralyzed man named Nathan, to not just send but receive signals from the aircraft. He was able to send and receive signals in his brain from the aircraft. 
So the signals from those aircraft can be, di- can be delivered directly back to the brain so that the brain of that user or pilot can also perceive the environment, said Sanchez. It's taken a number of years to try to figure this out. In essence, it's the difference between having a brain joystick, a brain joystick, and having a real telepathic conversation with multiple jets or drones about what's going on. What threats might be flying over the horizon and what to do about them. We've scaled it to three aircraft and have full sensory signals coming back. So you can have those other planes out in the environment and then be detecting something and send that signal back into the brain, said Sanchez. The experience of this experiment occurred a handful of months ago, he said. It's another breakthrough in the rapidly advancing field of brain-computer interfaces, or BCIs. BCIs, people, brain-computer interface, it's now a thing, for a variety of purposes. For a variety of purposes, the military has been leading interesting research in this field since at least 2007. And so, but science has advanced rapidly in recent years, allowing for breakthroughs and brain-based communications, control of prosthetic limbs, and even memory repair. They're out here repairing memories, okay? And on theshaderoom.com, a 26-year-old Nigerian is now the highest-paid robotics engineer in the world after signing a deal with Apple. This 26-year-old Nigerian is out here making moves and collecting big checks along the way. Silas Andukanle is now the highest paid in the field of robotic engineering. Now that's something to clap about. Give that man a round of applause. According to Face to Face Africa, Silas achieved this after signing a new deal with Apple Inc., one of the most respected manufacturers in the country. Silas is the founder and CEO of Reach Robotics, a company that's developing the world's first gaming robots. He recently graduated with honors and has four years of background in robotics under his belt. So blessings out to Silas and for being the highest paid robotic engineer in the world at 26 years old. And on CincinnatiChildrens.org, scientists grow human esophagus in a lab. They grew a human esophagus in the lab. Scientists working to bioengineer the entire human gastrointestinal system in a laboratory now report using pluripotent stem cells to grow human esophageal organoids. Published in the journal Sim Cell Cell, the study is the latest advancement from researchers at the Cincinnati Children's Center for Stem Cell and Organoid Medicine, also known as CUSTOM. The center is developing new ways to study birth defects and diseases that affect millions of people with gastrointestinal disorders, such as gastric reflux, cancer, etc. This work is leading to new personalized diagnostic methods and focused in part on developing regenerative tissue therapies to treat and cure GI disorders. 
So disorders of the esophagus and and trachea are prevalent enough in people that organoid models of human esophagus could be greatly beneficial, said Jim Wells, Ph.G., chief scientific officer at Custom and study lead investigator. In addition to being a new model to study birth defects like esophageal atrasia, the organoids can be used to study diseases like esophilinic esophagitis and Barrett's metaplasia, or to bioengineer genetically matched esophageal tissue for individual patients. So they are bioengineering genetically matched esophageal tissue for individual patients. So this is really another level. They have successfully grown a human esophagus in a lab. These organoids are here, man. They are here. And on howtogeek.com, how 5G, 5G could transfer your home internet connection. So Verizon is about to launch home internet service using 5G. This new wireless standard isn't just about faster data for your smartphone. It could finally offer competition for home internet, breaking the cable company's local monopolies and giving you a choice. Verizon is the first company to, de- to deliver home internet service via 5G. So AT&T plans to launch a home internet over 5G by the end of 2018. T-Mobile and Sprint are claiming that they will launch a similar service only if the government lets them merge first. So this is supposed to be exciting. There are supposed to be multiple companies that can compete with each other. And it's very unlike the weird internet services in most places in the US where there's only one big cable company. Imagine having like a real choice between internet service providers. Competition might force Comcast to lift the data cap or provide good customer service. So over the 5G and not the 4G. So 5G is newer, faster wireless standard that supersedes the current 4G LTE standard, just as 4G LTE replaced 3G. But 5G isn't just for your smartphone. So you might wonder why everyone is talking about home internet over 5G. Um, After all, no one was talking about home internet delivered over the current 4G until the smartphone use. So 5G is much faster. So 4G has a theoretical maximum speed of 100 megabytes per second, while 5G has a maximum speed of 10 gigabytes. So 4G is, is, is 100 megabytes and 5G is 10 gigabytes. In other words, 5G is 100 times faster than 4G at theoretical maximum speeds. So even taking these numbers with a grain of salt, it's still a huge leap. So 5G also promises reduced latency. According to the specification, is a maximum latency of 4 milliseconds on 5G instead of 20 on 4G. So that will deliver a better experience too. So with these high speeds and low latencies, 5G looks like a strong competitor to cable speeds offered by companies like Comcast, Affinity, Charter, Cox, 5G could be even faster than cable. And on routers.com, Switzerland tries to stem blockchain exodus by improving access to banks. 
This is um, coming from Zurich. In an effort to maintain its status as a cryptocurrency hub, Switzerland has taken steps to help blockchain companies access the traditional financial systems by making it easier for them to open up corporate bank accounts. Faced with an exodus of cryptocurrency projects from the country due to failing access to the banking sector, the Swiss Bankers Association, the SBA, on Friday issued guidelines to banks who may want to do business with the startups. Around 530 blockchain startups have settled in Switzerland's Crypto Valley hub around Zurich and Zug, Oliver Busman, head of Crypto Valley Association, said. The company needs to access to traditional banking services to deposit cash, pay salaries, and carry out other day-to-day financing activities. But Swiss banks fear falling foul of anti-money laundering, AML, rules and other regulations. We believe that with these guidelines, we'll be able to establish a basis for discussion between banks and innovative startups, making the dialogue simpler and facilitating the opening of accounts. SBA strategic advisor Adrian Schatzman told the news conference, only a handful of Switzerland's 250 banks ever allowed companies to deposit the cash equivalent of cryptocurrencies raised in digital fundraisers known as initial coin offerings, ICOs. So the banks are worried because some of the companies that carried out ICOs did not do AML checks. When their contributors, meaning the banks themselves, could fall foul of the AML rules, the sources said. So the new guidelines will spell out separate checks that the association recommends when opening accounts for blockchain firms that carry out ICOs and those that do not. So the outline recommended know your customer and AML checks for ICOs that raise funds and fiat currencies such as Swiss francs, euros, and dollars, and those that raise funds through other cryptocurrencies. So this is moving forward around the world. The banks are are acquiescing. They're curtsying to each other and working it out. And on theguardian.com, Amazon Alexa knows what you forgot and can guess what you're thinking. AI voice assistant will soon give users with connected smart home devices reminders to lock doors and turn off lights. Amazon says that AI's voice assistant Alexa can now guess what you might be thinking of or what you've forgotten. In an event in Seattle on Thursday, the technology company unveiled a new feature called Alexa Hunches that aims to replicate human curiosity and insight using artificial intelligence. We've reached a point with deep neural networks and machine learning that we can actually program intuition, said Daniel Roche, the vice president of Alexa's smart home features. Once it's activated later this year, Alexa's hunches, Alexa got a hunch, okay? The, uh, the artificial intelligence has hunches. Will observe its owner's interactions with the connected smart home device like locks, lights, and electricity outlets. When Alexa believes... Alexa has hunches and Alexa believes. When Alexa believes it has detected a regular pattern such as turning off a television set before bed, the voice assistant will remind owners if they forget to do it and offer to fix the problem. So Alexa has hunches, Alexa believes, and Alexa will remind you and offer to fix 
Alexa can have hunches about smart devices that you typically leave on or off, whether it's leaving a porch light on or locking the door, says Rosh. A common criticism of today's so-called smart home systems is that they are actually pretty dumb. Many require technical expertise to set up and program and are prone to annoying glitches, and some can enable corporate surveillance. Amazon is trying to make Alexa a user-friendly gateway to simplify and secure the process, and at the same time bring the entire smart home ecosystem under its own umbrella. So David Limp, Amazon's senior vice president in charge of its Alexa service, said a new technology called Wi-Fi Simple Setup would make a new smart home device as easy to configure as simply plugging them in. The company was also touting cheap new wireless chipset costing under $10. And the other electronics and appliance manufacturers could be built into almost any product to add Alexa voice control. So Alexa is controlling and has hunches and believes things and can help you fix it, okay? <laughs> this is real. And on TechCrunch.com, the New York Times sues the FCC to investigate Russian interference in net neutrality decision. The ongoing saga over the FCC's handling of public comments to its net neutrality proposal continues after the New York Times sued the organization for withholding of information that it believes could prove there was Russian interference. The Times has filed multiple Freedom of Information Act requests for data on the comments since July 2017, and now after reducing the scope of its request, significantly was rejected, and it's taken the FCC to court in a bid to get the information. The FCC's comment system killed over in May 2017 during the public feedback period. As more than 22 million comments were posted, plenty of those were suspected of using repeated phrases, fake email addresses, and even the names of deceased New Yorkers. The FCC initially falsely claimed that the outage was because it was hacked. It wasn't, and it's only just made that clear. It seems it said that its system was unable to handle the volume of comments. The New York Times, meanwhile, has been looking into whether Russia was involved. An op-ed in the Washington Post from FCC member Jessica Rosenworcel published early this year, suggested that as many as 500,000 comments came from Russian email addresses with an estimated 8 million comments sent by throwaway email accounts created by fakemailgenerator.com. In addition, a report found links between emails mentioned in the Mueller report and those used to provide comment on net neutrality. So since the actual events are unclear for more than a year, the FCC allowed people to incorrectly believe it was hacked. And Freedom of Information Act requests could provide a clearer insight into whether there was overseas interference. So Russia may be involved in hacking net neutrality. Okay, so thank goodness that um, New York Times is filing a lawsuit in reference to it. Somebody needs to look into it, and hopefully a solution will come up. We're going to take a music moment and come back with Herbnology. Blessings and grace. (laughs) 
You better eat your greens before the green consumes you. Focused on the dollar and the dream until the body lets down on you. You say the kale is hard to chew, so you'd rather eat your junk food. Stagnant frequency inside the temple. Now it's affecting your mental state of mind. It happens all the time. You better eat your greens, greens, greens. Asparagus, parsley. Cucumber, kale, and don't forget the collard greens, basil, oregano. You know I love my avocado. I'm in love with the cocoa, coconut. Daylight comes, told me I go pick a bunch of green banana, boil it in a stew. So you know I gotta add some callaloo. Eat your greens. Blessings and grace. And I'm back with the benefits of arrowroot. The most impressive health benefits of arrowroot include its ability to promote growth and development, enhance digestion, boost the metabolism, eases stomach issues, promotes weight loss, prevents birth defects, and treats urinary tract infections. Additionally, It boosts oral, skin, and hair health. Your hair. So what is arrowroot? It's not technically a plant itself, but rather a type of powdery starch that can be readily obtained from the roots. Arrowroot powder is also known as arrowroot flour or arrowroot starch and can be a healthier alternative to the common cooking ingredients for bread, pasta, and cakes. Generally, Arrowroot flour is used as a replacement for cornstarch as a healthier alternative. It's also gluten-free, which makes it all the more valuable today with the rising incidence of celiac disease in many countries. So it helps for better digestion. The dietary fiber is one of the most important parts of of our digestive process, and it helps to move food through the bowels in an efficient manner while also stimulating the uptake of nutrients. It can eliminate issues of constipation and diarrhea and manage blood sugar levels to prevent the onset of diabetes. And finally, dietary fiber can help clear out excess cholesterol, further promoting cardiovascular health. And it helps to improve your heart. The significant levels of potassium found in arrowroot mean that it can be a definite line of defense against heart-related issues. Potassium is a vasodilator, meaning that it relaxes the tension in the blood vessels and arteries, thereby lowering blood pressure and reducing your risk of arterial sclerosis, heart attacks, and strokes. So potassium is known as a cognitive enhancer. It's promoting the flow of oxygenated blood to the brain. 
Okay, so it also enhances your cognition. And it's safe for infants. The starchy content and mild flavor of arrowroot makes it a safe ingredient for baby foods, including teething cookies for babies. And it poses little to no risk of allergies. And it's ideally a gum-soothing food. And it fights salmonella virus. It fights foodborne pathogens such as salmonella virus, preparing the body's defense system against various diseases and disorders. It prepares the body's defense system, overstand. So researchers have demonstrated the antibacterial effect use of the, of the arrow tea extracts and soups. So if you add the arrow tea to your soup, it has an antibacterial effect and it lowers birth defects. One particular member of the B family of vitamins is folate and it's found in high levels within arrowroot. Studies have shown that folate is important for expecting mothers as it can help prevent neural tube defects in their unborn child. So folate is also an important factor in DNA synthesis, the healthy cell division, thereby promoting rapid healing and healthy growth. And it reduces stomach concerns. Celiac disease seems to be the new global pandemic. And as the numbers continue to climb around the world, people are seeking a gluten-free alternative to traditional starches and wheat. Arrowroot is gluten-free substance, making it very popular. And in recent years, it can prevent the gastrointestinal discomfort, pain, and danger that those handling a gluten intolerance must face every day. So growth and development, our root has a good amount of protein present in it. By increasing our dietary intake of plant proteins, which are easier to process than animal proteins, we can guarantee healthy growth and development. And weight loss, our root is extremely low in calories as compared to other starches like yams and potatoes or cassava. So for this reason, people trying to remain on a diet can get complex carbohydrates and a wealth of nutrients, as well as a healthy dose of dietary fiber, which can eliminate the desire to snack between meals. Arrowroot fills you up and gives you the minerals and vitamins your body needs. So again, the benefits of arrowroot is that it aids in weight loss. It improves your heart health. It boosts energy levels in your body. It prevents neurotube defects. It's beneficial in managing diabetes. It aids in the growth and development of body. It prevents anemia and um, also improves your blood circulation. It boosts your immunity. It helps your hair. It improves your metabolism. You know, so check out Arrowroot. And it's part of the nature of the Most High and benefit from its healing. We're going to take a music moment and come back with the metaphysics of the moment. Blessings and grace. Friends, 
are your your parents and their parents and their parents and their parents and they are in your bloodstream and they run through your body constantly because they they want you to live on because they want to live on and they're trying all the time to tell you shit and if you just spend a few minutes with yourself you would hear them you would hear them you would hear them you would hear them Hey, yeah, we're the same brothers from a long time ago. We was talking about television and doing it on the radio. What we did was to help our generation realize they got to get out there and get busy because it wasn't going to be televised. We got respect for young rappers and the way they're freewaying. 
But if you're gonna be teaching folks things, be sure you know what you're saying. Older folks in our neighborhood got plenty of know-how. Remember, if it wasn't for them, you wouldn't be out there now. And I ain't coming at you with no disrespect. All I'm saying is that you damn well got to be correct. Because if you're gonna be speaking for a whole generation, and you know enough to try and handle their education, be sure you know the real deal about past situations. And ain't just repeating what you heard on a local TV station. Sometimes they tell lies and put them in a truthful disguise. But the truth is, that's why we said it wouldn't be televised. They don't know what to say to our young folks, but they know that you do. And if they really knew the truth, why would they tell you? The first sign is peace. Tell all them gun-toting young brothers that the man is glad to see us out there killing one another. We raised too much hell when they were shooting us down, so they started poisoning our minds and trying to jerk us all around. And then they tell us they got to come in and control our situation. They want half of us on dope and the other half in incarceration. If the ones they want dead ain't killed by what they instigated, they can put some dope on the brother's body and claim it was drug-related. Tell them drug-related means there don't need to be no investigation, or at least that's the way they're gonna play it on the local TV station. All your nine millimeter brothers, give them something to think about. Tell them you heard that this is the new word. They got to work that stuff out. Because somehow they feel in the wrong way with a gun in their hands. They feeling real independent, but they just pulling contracts with a man. Five and five will tell you it's hopeless out there on the avenue. But if they really knew the truth, why would they tell you? And if they look at you like you're insane and they start calling you scarecrow and say you ain't got no brain or start telling folks that you suddenly gone lame or that white folks have finally co-opted your game or worse yet implying that you don't really know that's the same thing they said about us a long time ago young rappers one more suggestion before i get out of your way but i appreciate the respect you give me and what you got to say i'm saying protect your community and spread that respect around tell brothers and sisters they got to calm that bullshit down Cause we're terrorizing our old folks and we brought fear into our homes And they ain't got to hang out with the senior citizens Just tell them, damn it, leave the old folks alone And we know who ripping off the neighborhood Tell them that BS has got to stop them Tell them you're sorry they can't handle it out there But they got to take the crime off the block And if they look at you like they think you're insane They'll start calling you scarecrow thinking you ain't got no brain Or start telling folks that you suddenly gone lame Or that white folks have suddenly co-opted your game or worse yet, saying that you really don't know. That's the same thing they said about me a long time ago. And if they tell folks that you finally lost your nerve, that's the same thing they said about us when we said Johannesburg. But I think you young folks need to know that things don't go both ways. You can't talk respect on every other song or just every other day. What I'm speaking on now is the raps about the women folks. On one song, she's your African queen, and on the next one, she's a joke. And you ain't said no words that I haven't heard, but that ain't no compliment. It only insults to eight people out of ten and questions your intelligence. Four-letter words or four-syllable words won't make you a poet. It will only magnify how shallow you are and let everybody know it. And if they look at you like they think you're insane or they call you scarecrow thinking you ain't got no brain or start telling folks that you suddenly gone lame or that the white folks have finally co-opted your game or you really don't know, they said that about me a long time ago. If they finally start telling people that you lost your nerve, that's what they said about Johannesburg. You ain't insane. You have got a brain. You haven't gone lame. You have got your game. Remember, keep the nerve. Keep the nerve. Keep the nerve. Keep the nerve.
It is time you open up that metaphysical grave that had been dug for you, the part of you, the spark that lays buried. That is what's going to open you up. That's what's going to give you the ability to escape. Escape your metaphysical mind. Blessings and grace. And I'm back with the metaphysics of the moment. And staying on the theme of what we found to understand and glean from 13. I'm going to go Hebraically and to the meaning of Jeremoth. Metaphysically and Hebraically. Jeremoth means elevations, heights, exaltations, terror of death and rejection of death. As 13 sometimes represents that. A chief of Benjamin who lived in Jerusalem, 1 Chronicles 8.14, and several other Israelitish men, 1 Chronicles 23.23, 25.22, and Ezra 10.26 and 27. Metaphysically, Jeremoth is lofty, constructive thoughts in the true religious consciousness of man. Such thoughts aid in putting away death. Having the consciousness of the Most High puts away the thoughts of death. And separation from God and man, being the offspring of God, has the power to create. Being the offspring of God, man has the power to create. He has used his privilege and created a realm of error thought, which separates him in consciousness from the Father. And Hazarmabeth. Hazarmabeth is the village of death or court of death. Hebraically, it's the son of Joktan, a place in Arabia where some of Joktan's descendants settled in Genesis 10.26. Metaphysically, Hazarmaveth is a central thought or group of thoughts belonging to the sense of mind of man, having as its ruling idea a strong belief in death and that which leads to disintegration and corruption. Its conception of justice is always on the negative condemnatory, and destructive side, as opposed to the other side, the matter and the antimatter, the duality that lies within, and the metaphysical meaning of Lazarus. Lazarus is, is um, Hebrew for God helps, whom God helps, succor of God, assistance of God, grace of God, not of help without succor, helpless, the true Hebrew devoration of Lazarus is, is also disputed. Some consider it to be a form of Eliezer, meaning whom God hath helped. Others believe it to be derived from Loazea, meaning without help. The name of a beggar is one of Jesus' parables in Luke 16.20, a friend of Yeshua and brother of Mary and Martha, whom Yeshua raised from the dead in John 11.1. To 44. Now, metaphysically, Lazarus, whom God helps without succor, refers to the part of the consciousness that is helped by the good, though apparently utterly neglected by the man himself. In the parable, Luke 16, 19 to 1, Yeshua describes the states of consciousness of one who has passed through the change called death. The rich man and Lazarus represents the outer and inner consciousness of the average worldly-minded person. The outer consciousness appropriates the attributes of soul and body and expresses them through sense avenues. He was clothed in purple and fine linen, faring sumptuously every day. This condition typifies 
carnal riches. Material selfishness starves the inner man and devitalizes the true spiritual phase of the soul and body, which is described in the sentence, a certain beggar named Lazarus was laid at his gate, full of sores and desiring to be fed with crumbs that fell from the rich man's table. The highest soul life is put out of the consciousness and fed with the dogs. When death overtakes such a one, both the inner and outer change environment, the material avenues are lost to the outer, and the carnal phase of the soul finds itself in a hell of animal desires without the flesh through which to express. And in Hades, he's lifted up his eyes and being in torments. In torment. Lazarus the beggar was carried away by the angels into Abraham's bosom, the inner spiritual ego, drawn by its innate spiritual ideas, finds a haven or rest in the bosom of the father represented by Abraham. According to the best Bible authorities, Abraham's bosom represents a state of felicity or celestial happiness. A good Bible translator also says that Hades means the invisible land, the realm of the dead, including both Elysium and paradise for the good, and Tartarus, Gehenna, and hell for the wicked. We do not, however, understand that Abraham's bosom refers to a place called heaven, nor that Hades refers to a place called hell. The teller of this allegory was striving to depict the two states of consciousness in which the higher and the lower principles of the soul find themselves after the death of the body. When man loses the material avenues of expression and has not developed the spiritual, he's in torment. Appetite longs for satisfaction and in its anguish desires for a cooling draft calls to its spiritual counterpart, Lazarus. But the body consciousness, the place of union between all the attributes of man has been removed, producing in the life consciousness a great gulf or chasm that cannot be crossed. The raising of Lazarus, the brother of Mary and Martha, signifies the restoring to the consciousness of the idea of youth. The idea of youth, which is asleep in the subconsciousness or the tomb of the body. People grow old because they let the youth idea fall asleep. The idea is not dead, but is sleeping, and the understanding I am, Yeshua, goes to awaken it. This awakening of youthful energy is necessary to one in the regeneration. The body cannot be refined and made like its creator, eternal, until all the thoughts necessary to its per perpetuation are revived in it. Eternal youth is one of these God-given ideas that man loves, and Yeshua loved Lazarus. The outer sense says that this vitalizing force is dead, that it has been dead for so long that it has gone into dissolution, decay. But the keener knowledge of the spiritual man, the keener knowledge of the spiritual man proclaims Alfred Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I awake him out of sleep. Bringing this sleeping life to outer consciousness is no easy task. Yeshua groaned in spirit and was troubled at the prospect. The higher must enter into sympathy and love with the lower to bring about the awakening, Yeshua wept. But there must be more than sympathy and love. Take ye away the stone, the stone that holds the sleeping life in the tomb of matter and the subconsciousness is the belief in the permanency of the present material laws. This stone must be rolled away through faith. The man who wants the inner life to spring forth must believe in the reality 
of spiritual powers and must exercise his faith by invoking in prayer the presence of the invisible but omnipresent Most High. This reveals to consciousness the glory of spirit and the soul has witness in itself of a power that it knew not. In spirit, all things are fulfilled now. The moment a concept enters the mind, that which is conceived is consummated. Through the law that governs the action of ideas, the inventor mentally sees his machine doing the work design, though he may be years short of making it do that work. The spiritual minded take advantage of this law and affirm the completeness of the ideal regardless of the outer appearances. This stimulates the energy in the thought process and gives it power beyond estimate. This is the step that Yeshua took when he lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou heardest me, and I knew that thou hearest me always. The sleeping life, Lazarus does not awake, but the prayer of thanksgiving that is now in action gives the assurance that it calls at the next step to the surface. Lazarus, come forth. Yeshua cried with a loud voice. This emphasizes the necessity of working strenuously and vibrating the inner life to the surface. Neophytes find it easy, under proper instruction, to quicken the various life centers in the body and connect them as a vibrating body battery under the direction of the will and throws a current of energy into any desired place. A time comes when the outer flesh must be vitalized with this inner life. Then arises the necessity of using the loud voice or powerful will vibrations in eye and ear, in fact, in every function. This is removing the napkin from the face, which represents the conscious intelligence. Freedom from all tremels are necessary before the imprisoned life can find its natural channels in the Constitution. Loose him and let him go means unfettered life expressing itself in joyous freedom of spirit. The flesh would take this vital flood and use it in the old way, put new wine into old bottles, but spirit guides those who trust it. Spirit guides those who trust it and leads them in righteous ways if they listen patiently to the inner guide. The raising of Lazarus is performed every day by those who are putting on the new Christ body. Lazarus sat at meat, John 12, 2, means that this resurrected inner idea of life and youth abides as the vitalizing substance of the subconsciousness in regeneration. And Methuselah is Hebrew, a man of the sword, man of the dart, extension of the sword, Swift hurled dart of death, sending forth death, sting of death, son of Enoch, and the line of descent from Adam through Seth. Methuselah has the record of having lived longer than any other man in the earthly body. Genesis 5, 21 to 27. So metaphysically, Methuselah is a quick piercing thought, a word, man of the sword, man of the dart, or life power, a oneness with the Most High, which will that cause a renewal of youth in a degree. That, that quick piercing thought is a renewal of youth in a degree and serves to lengthen one life in the body, sending forth of death. Lengthening the life in the body, 
does not become abiding enough in the subconsciousness at the Methuselah stage of man's enfoldment to put away the appearance of death entirely. And moving forward into another aspect of 13 is Abner, Hebrew for father of light, enlightener, father of enlightenment, captain of Saul's army, 2 Samuel 2.8. Metaphysically, Abner, the meaning of Abner is father of enlightenment, denoting the transmission of light from the principle of light, the Most High. As the captain of Saul's army, Abner signifies illumined reasoning or the intellects having received some enlightenment from the spirit. It is to this power that the undeveloped will must look for protection and safety, while Abner, illumined reasoning, fails in the trust that has been given him. He is considered worthy of death. In other words, just as the illumined intellect represented by John the Baptist must be merged with the Christ, so illumined reasoning represented by Abner must also be absorbed by the all-knowing mind. And Havoth Jair, Havoth Jair is dwellings of Jair, habitation of his awakening, lives of his enlightenment, luminous lives, places of light, habitations of happiness, abodes of prosperity. The towns of Gilead that Jair, the son of Manasseh, took from the Amorites and named Havavoth Jair, Numbers 32.41, and also Deuteronomy 3.14 and Judges 10.4. Metaphysically, Havavoth Jair means Gilead is that high place in the consciousness where spirit discerns. The high place in the consciousness where spirit discerns and witnesses to the truth. Manasseh is understanding. And Jair refers to enlightenment, illumination. Havaf Jair, therefore, dwellings of Jair, towns in Galed, signifies groups of high illumined thoughts, which lead to happiness and abundance. The high illumined thoughts that lead to happiness, that lead to happiness. And Hashpada. Hashpada is Hebrew for thought. Esteemed, purposed, informed, comprehended, associated, a son of Zerubbabel, of royal lineage, 1 Chronicles 3.20. Metaphysically, it's an inspiration or enlightenment of thought brought about by association with an high estimation of true spiritual ideas. Association with high estimation. of true spiritual ideas. And karma, the whole ethical consequences of one's actions considered as fixings one lot in future existence. The accumulated effects of the sins of past lives, the burden that those who believe in karma expect to carry for ages or until they work out of it. They are a weary treadmill of travers from birth to death and from death to birth. There is no such hopeless note in the teachings of Yeshua. He came to bring a full consciousness of abundant light, complete forgiveness, redemption from all sin, and victory over death and the grave, thus delivering man from any occasion for a re-embodiment from all bondage to karma. And Jair, Jair is whom God enlightens. He will make light 
He will illuminate instruction, enlightenment, prosperity, happiness. He shall shine. A son of Manasseh, he took all the region of Argob and called them Havaf Jair, Deuteronomy 3.14, a Galadite who judged Israel for 22 years, had 30 sons, and these sons had 30 cities, and they were called Havaf Jair. This Jair was no doubt a descendant of the former Jair, and the cities were the same, Judges 10.3 and Joshua 13.30, 1 Kings 4.13, the father of Mordecai and Esther 2.5. Metaphysically, Jair is the faculty of understanding, Manasseh, and the individual, the faculty of understanding, and the individual, receiving spiritual illumination, enlightenment from God, spirit. When we recognize spirit as the source of all true understanding, the Argob in us, the hard, stony aspect of our human reasoning, is transformed into Hafath Javir, groups of rich, high, illumined thoughts. So it's the transformation, the transformation that goes on with the 13 from many into one, to the many aspects of self, and to the one true embodiment of the shining self that lies within, that's formed and nurtured by the Most High. In Yeshua's name, we're going to take a music moment. Blessings and grace. Thank you. 
I'd like to show love to the frequency that accompanies me, the music. That was India Irie and Sergio Mendez, Timeless. India Irie, I See God in You. Folomar, Ja Love. Tamara Renee, Ultraviolet. Sun Ra, Godspell. Yusef Kamal, Calligraphy. Gil Scott Heron, Message to the Messengers. Gil Scott Heron, Parents, Interlude. Princess Kaziah, The Mission. F. Soul, Greens, Natalie Rise, Free Up Your Mind, Mosea's Mantra, Marcus Garvey, Omega Whites, featuring Ragin' Fikes, Rhythm of the Drums, Tall Black Guy, featuring Yusef Rumperfield, Come Fly With Me, Awe the Seed, Night Rider, Sudan Archives, Ayata Safari, Fighting for Liberty, Louis Vega, featuring Zara McFarlane, because we love it. India Irie, strength, courage, wisdom. India Irie, healing. Desiree, not yours. Inflow, no fear. India Irie featuring Gramps Morgan, thy will be done. Ezra Collective featuring Zara McFarlane, I have a God. Earthology, the Whitefield Brothers featuring Bajaka, Sarak, Black Dot, John Nine, in the midst. Remember that you are water. Cry, cleanse, flow. Remember that you are fire. Burn, tame, ignite. Remember that you are air. Be still, focus, decide. Remember that you are earth. Ground, build, Give blessings, grace, love, and strength.